It's where you go to bike, hike, and stroll miles of pathways over more than 7,000 acres of parkland. A place to go explore rivers and fish their bountiful waters. Natural places to go marvel at magnificent wildlife while you play outdoors and go wander charming communities. Find all this and more at Destination Downriver. Give it a go. Today's podcast is presented by Market Insights with our vodcast produced with the help of the City of Taylor's Media Center. We are sponsored by the generous support of our friends at Allegra Marketing, Print and Design for strategic marketing and print communication with measurable results. Let Allegra assist you with your print, mail, design, and signs. Located at 3557 Fort Street in Wyandotte or call 734-288-8994. Tell them Destination Downriver brought you there. Hi, I'm Carl Zymack and welcome to Destination Downriver. Most of us fondly recall holiday traditions that we've carried with us for years. That's especially true with things that involve active participation. Everything about the holiday season has memories, including stimuli from the smell of fresh, your fresh Christmas tree to attending a holiday parade, the tastes of certain foods special to the occasion, or even when certain rituals were performed in your family. As a kid, I can recall the wonderment of those anatomic displays at J.L. Hudson's windows or the vast and elaborate layouts of model trains running through their huge 12th floor store uh, toy department in the, in the uh, Downriver Detroit area. It's exactly those sensory experiences that are still available to all of us this season thanks to an incredible lineup of events in the Downriver region. For today's episode of Destination Downriver, we're gonna make those childhood memories of magical holiday sights and sounds possible again since, they are, since we are joined by some folks who have created the key ingredients to making this all come together. Across from me, Stephanie McNeese, the new executive director of the Fish and Loaves Community Food Pantry, here in Taylor, and she's gonna be talking about Santa's Magic Forest and Heritage Park and the outstanding food, ba uh, food bank charitable issues that help so many uh, in this area who are needy. And then closest to me, Pat Simic from the Flat Rock Model Train Depot and Museum and her friend, Steve Heverin, they're, as you can tell by their uh, sweaters, they're, uh, they're both representing Flat Rock in that model train depot and museum. Uh, Heritage Park is really a local treasure of things to do uh, no matter what time of year. Uh, and during the holidays, it's a bonanza of cool stuff uh, to visit and experience with your family. Stephanie, can you give us a preview of the fantastic holiday displays and activities that we can look for to enjoying uh, to enjoy uh, during this year's Santa's Magic Forest? Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Santa's Magic Forest is in the Activity Center in Heritage Park, like you mentioned, and the city of Taylor has done an amazing job at not only collecting these displays from the old Hudson's uh, displays and Southland Mall, but we've also enhanced them with all different types of uh, designs and decorations. And so throughout uh, the end of November and through December, families can come through and see um, 
over two dozen different scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, they can have photos with Santa, photos with the Grinch this mm -hmm. year as well. And everything, all the proceeds from this event goes right back to Fish and Loaves to support the food pantry. Now, uh, when does Santa's Magic Force start and, and generally what kind of schedule do you run on? Yeah, so it'll kick off the first Saturday after mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, November 26th. Mm -hmm. And then it'll run every weekend through until the weekend before Christmas. So okay. I believe that's 17th, 13th. Gotcha. And that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, and for people who don't know Heritage Park, the activities building is the one directly south of the Sheridan, the main Sheridan yes. Pavilion. Yes. Uh, right next to uh, the Lamorant Splash Pad and things mm -hmm. like that, which is really cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about Fish and Loaves. Uh, yeah. Because I know that this particular event, while it is really cool and is family oriented and everything like that, it's a real key part of your fundraising activities. Absolutely. Um so Santa's Magic Forest is our largest fundraiser throughout mm -hmm. the year, our largest uh, fundraising event. Mm -hmm. uh, Fish and Loaves is a community food pantry, client choice. So it is set up like a grocery store. Mm -hmm. uh, people in need can come through and choose the items that mm -hmm. they want for their families mm -hmm. um, right off our shelves. Mm -hmm. We have coolers, freezers, fresh produce, uh, meat, dairy, bread, everything you can imagine just like a grocery store. And we serve uh, not only Taylor, but Downriver at large, we serve seven communities downriver. And uh, we serve over, we're approaching 30,000 households this year alone. Uh, we distribute over 2.2 million pounds of food every year. Uh, and we spend a lot of money to make that happen. So fundraisers like Santa's Magic Forest is huge for us. Um, now, Stephanie, is that a comp, when you, when you go out and get your supplies for your grocery store, okay? Is that a combination of money that you've raised and other flows? How does that, how does that exactly Yeah, we're, we're pretty much split up into a couple different buckets. Okay. One being grants, mm -hmm. um, mostly foundational grants. Mm -hmm. um, the second being community donations, literally people, our neighbors who send in a check to us. Mm -hmm. And the third being corporate sponsorships and events, right? right? So right. things like this, uh, where companies donate to an event, it goes directly towards buying food for the pantry. Now you're relatively new. When did you start this year? In March of In this March, year. okay, you're new. Yes, I okay. am. Okay, tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you yeah. make your way to Fish and Loaves? Yeah, absolutely. I used to work for the city of Southgate. I was okay. the DDA, the downtown development director okay. there. Mm -hmm. I was there for a handful of years. Mm -hmm. I then moved to, uh, I still lived here, but I started working in Northville. I ran okay. their senior services department. Okay. And then Fish and Loaves, their executive director position came open. So that's mm -hmm. when I came back down river, back to where I grew up, back to my home. Everything you expected when you took the job? Absolutely, and more. <laughs> so, more. Yes. <laughs> more good and more bad, usually. <laughs> more good. <laughs> more good. That's all that counts. Pat, Steve, welcome yes. to the set. Thank you. Uh, you know, Flat Rock's train museum is something of a legacy of hard work that you and your husband and uh, a host of other model train enthusiasts in the region have put in to, crea to create something special for the entire Downriver area. Yours is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the preservation of railroad history in our area and a celebration of model railroading. Uh, if you were one of your kids, uh, uh, whether, they, whether they know about trains or whatever, uh, you really need to see this to get a feel for it, okay? Uh, 
Can, can you tell us a little bit about the facility and, and how it came about and, and what it's all about? I can. Mm -hmm. It actually started in 2007. Um, my husband was a, a real train enthusiast mm -hmm. and he, as a child, um, had trains and loved them. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to have a, a place in the Downriver area where families could come together and see model trains and enjoy this kind of thing um, as, a, as a group. So he wanted to have it in our basement mm -hmm. and he wanted everybody to come to our house and thank God we didn't do that because <laughs> we have had 15,000 people so far wow. and I think that'd be a rather large group to have at your house. Yeah, you're, I, I guess you're making, uh, making uh, Sunday dinner for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine. But anyway, um, he found this building and it had been vacant for, t for two years. Okay. And so he came home one night and said, oh, get ready, get ready, you gotta come down and see this building. This is gonna be our train depot. This is gonna be our layout. This is where we're gonna have everything. Mm -hmm. So we started building and we just kept including more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And now we have um, our train club and all the guys, all the women come down and they all help down there. And we have just, I think, come up with a really exciting uh, downriver exhibit that people can come to, especially at Christmas, that's really the the best time down there. Whereabouts is the building in the in The building this? is in Hirok Park, okay. right on the Heron River, across from the Senior Citizen Building. Okay. So if you went down Telegraph, you'd turn right onto Arsenal Road and it goes right to the, the mm -hmm. depot. Mm -hmm. Steve, what, what, what role do you play in the, uh, in the club? Well, they hide me in a corner with all the controls and make oh. sure that I try to keep the trains on the track. They do that to you too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we do. So are you the glorified operator? One of them. There's okay. It takes more than one of us, but uh, it's been fun. I, I joined this organization 13 years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, we've got, the layout is uh, 17 by 34, so it's a pretty good size layout. Try to, we kind of try to keep 14 trains running at one time so that and uh, there are the occasional mishaps, which it's nice to have a lot of people around there. But yes, we've got a big control panel in the back and there's a couple of us that usually sit up during the operating time. So if somebody has to move or something does fall off, we have to have people out there that can put things back on the track and keep things going. Which one of you two want to tackle, uh, when you talk about these trains, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that they're not all brand new, and oh. you got all kind of. Uh, who, who wants to address that? What, what kind well, of trains you got? You brought up a good point. Well, going back to, to Leon, you know, Pat's husband, mm -hmm. he started this, and he had all American Flyer trains. So that's so, and a very large collection of those as well. Mm -hmm. So he got that going. But at the same time, they did mix Lionel trains in with it. So we have both Lionel and American Flyer trains running. Okay. And yes, we have a lot of vintage trains running, which uh, do require some tender love and care now and then. Hmm. And we do the best we can ourselves, but I found out through going through Lionel that uh, with some of the newer stuff, which is more electronically oriented, you know, with the digital, let's use that, that hmm. term, that we don't have the technology to do that. So I said, can we send these back to you, Lionel, to work on them? They said, well, we don't. But uh, there's a gentleman down in Ohio that takes care of that for us. So we have that avenue, which helps us. But uh, we try to do it. The things that we can take care of ourselves, we do. We have our own little workshop back there so that we can do it. Uh, because there is a lot of maintenance to keep these things going. And uh, you've got 14 trains running, you know, something's going to go ha 
haywire once in a while. So, boy, so that works out pretty good for us. That's fantastic, Pat. What hours and admission prices and things like that? Okay, Can you that? Um, we have a schedule that's on Facebook. Just okay. put in Flat Rock train depot and museum mm -hmm. and um, it'll give you the whole schedule mm -hmm. usually we're open on Saturdays sometimes on Sunday and I try to kind of vary that so people who maybe can't come one day can come another day mm -hmm. we charge we don't overcharge mm -hmm. six dollars for adults five dollars for students and um, uh, seniors mm -hmm. seniors mm -hmm. and um, and children under 10 come free okay. so we have you know we, we've had over 15,000 people so we've had a good group Steve when you're when you're operating these trains and you're laying them out other than the trains and the tracks mm -hmm. what else is there uh, when when somebody visualizes this? well what's 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 nice about it that we have a lot of interaction for the I say the kids but there's mm -hmm. old kids too that like it just as much as the young kids right. but we've got push buttons all the way around and we have operating things all over the place so that you, you you just don't watch a train go around. You, you know the trains are running, but you're pressing buttons and everything's operating all over the layout. Mm -hmm. So that keeps the interest there. And mm -hmm. you know the kids go around once, and they keep going around. We can't get the kids out of the place. You know, once they get in there, they got they're things, there. They got buttons to press on, and that's that's the, one of the big attractions. We think that some other places where you go watch trains run, you just watch some trains go in circles. It's all interactive. The kids get into it, and they're they're part of it. So that I can remember up. when I was a kid. I had a we had a Lionel train yes. in our family. I can't claim it. I was I was an only child, but even I couldn't claim the train. The train was a family deal, yeah. and uh, uh, I can remember the you put drops, yeah, oh, right. and the sure. smoke yeah, right. went. And back in your era, it was probably a, a pill. That's what they used. Okay, and, and now it's evolved into liquid. So that's what they do in the newer stuff. But gotcha. Yeah, that was it. It puffed the smoke, and you got to smell all that in the house. So it was just great. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, and that train engine itself, despite the fact that it was about this big, okay, mm -hmm. heavy, yeah. oh, ridiculously right. heavy mm -hmm. at that mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that I, I, we finally got rid of that when my parents uh, left their home not that long ago to, to move into a senior place, but, uh, but interesting, interesting. Uh, Stephanie, let's just go back to you. One more, one more hype piece before we, before we leave the show. Uh, if you're going to Santa's Magic Forest, if you gotta see one thing, what's on, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. What do you gotta see? Well, I set up the orange house, which it says, Oh, oh, the, oh you're taking displays. the personal route yes. here. Okay. So <laughs> I am most proud of this one. Okay. Because it has all of the animatronic mice on presents and all that stuff in the roof and in the ceiling. So <laughs> that's my favorite one because I had a hand in it. Cool. But uh, I wanted to say quickly, too, uh -huh. um, admission for Santa's Magic Forest. Yes. $3 a person. Right. Children under three are free. Mm -hmm. And photos with Santa are $8 a piece provided oh. by... Um, Rosecrans Photography. Gotcha, which is located right in the park. Right in the park. Yeah, yep. they've, been, they've been with you guys forever. Long time, you yes. Know, you're looking forward to some really big crowds because I know you've been off yes. for the pandemic for... The last two years. Last two years, which is, which is always a big test right. of these kind of organizations and events. Yeah, uh, we're hoping so um, mm -hmm. because this has been a tradition for so many families to come right. every year for the holiday season. Right. Having it be absent for the last two years has been tough it has been tough yeah so i think bringing it back we'll, we'll see it quite a crowd we usually right. see mm -hmm. anywhere from nine to twelve thousand people come through every well season. And you're gonna you're gonna kick off that 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 what first saturday friday saturday right, right after thanksgiving right after thanksgiving like you usually do right and then 
the Winterfest will be coming through that following Saturday, yeah. and that's going to be a big that's going to be a big day for you too. Absolutely, fantastic. Okay, if we're going to the Flat Rock, uh, if we're going to Flat Rock and we're going to your museum to see these trains, yes. Between the two of you, what's one thing we look for on that layout? Oh well, there's so much. Is okay, well then I'll give you two. You get one, and he gets one. <laughs> can, can we each have one? I guess I would say um, the buttons that you push all the way around that okay. make um, firemen go to fires and while houses are burning, mm -hmm. and and um, dump trucks dump um, yeah all their <laughs> their wares, and the salt mine. There's a an elevator that goes down to the salt mine. I mm -hmm. guess um, there are so many things you're just gonna love. Come down and see it. You'll what about love you, it. Steve? Well, we also do uh, a side layout. It's over in the corner. It's our, we use it for a, a given time of the season. Right now, um, Christmas is in, so we're decorating. It's just totally just one big Christmas layout. Mm. And then we did, we just took Halloween down. We had that in there, and that went over well. And then uh, I think we're going, we always talk about what we're going to do next. Uh, it may be Thomas the Tank totally in there, or mm. it just may be. She mentioned about, well, we may do something with just cars, you know, just have a, mm -hmm. a big car show with trains running through it. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the fun part, keeps our minds working, though. What are we going to do next to get that thing going? So per shift, when you and your friends are doing the, uh, the operations mode, okay, you're being the conductor of the railroad, how many times do kids walk up to you and tap you on the shoulder and mm -hmm. say, I want to I I run things? Mm -hmm. They'd love to. We have, in fact, we have to keep a bar across there to keep them from coming <laughs> back in there with us. They'll be right up there with us. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, for Destination Down the River, I want to thank our guests, Stephanie McNeese from Fish and Loaves and Santa's Magic Force, Pat McNeese, Steve Heverin from Flat Rock's Train Museum and Depot. We hope we've given you and all of our listeners a lot of input here. These are two fantastic issues. Uh, one thing we want to do before we close out, because we're going to have uh, Sharon King of uh, Lincoln Park Fantasyland come through and I know that's another huge event in our region this has always been a tradition down river it's a favorite it's a delight uh, to take in during the holiday season Fantasyland has been a huge part of this region's holiday landscape every year since 1964 uh, it's become a generation to generation experience that so many families look forward to every year look that up Lincoln Park Fantasyland I know I used to take my kids 20 years ago, 30 years ago, to, uh, to Lincoln Park to take in the fantasy land because their uh, grandfather really liked it. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't miss that either. But three really, really solid downriver events to take in. Uh, again, this is Carl Zymack for Destination Downriver. We thank our guests for coming on. And we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. Thank you again to our sponsor, Allegra, where your marketing success can start happening today. And a special thanks to our production partners here at the new Taylor Media Center. Thanks for listening and watching. Please visit the Destination Downriver's website at destinationdownriver.com or our Facebook page. And be sure to join us for next month's podcast.